Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino, and today we are celebrating our 250th episode of the podcast. I truly can't believe that. It's officially 250, although we've done maybe a couple more with bonus episodes. But we are celebrating 250 today, and I can't think of a better way to celebrate than the guest we have on the show, a queen icon legend, Katie Couric. Of course, you guys remember her from the Today Show, the Nightly News. She's won a Peabody. She's won multiple Emmys. She's truly doing so, so much. And I got to tell you, it's a very interesting story how this interview came about, because I started subscribing to Katie's newsletter, which is called Wake Up Call. I encourage you all to subscribe in your email. And I just loved it so, so much. I had interviewed Kathy and Jimmy, and her and I talked about it on the show, if you listen to that interview. And after I interviewed Kathy, I was like, oh, everyone seems to like this. I'm going to post about it just so I can share that it's something worthwhile to check out. So I posted on my Instagram story. It was like a swipe up link so that you could sign up for Katie's email newsletter. I just did it because I really liked it. That was the only reason I did it. And then that was at nighttime. The next morning, I wake up and I had a video in my DMs from Katie Couric herself. And of course, I got like so excited. And then the people from Katie Couric Media, who are just so wonderful, they reached out to me and they asked if I would want to write something for the newsletter. And I was so excited. And then uh, Katie had said she wanted to call me on the phone or talk to me. And I was like, well, you know, I have a podcast. <laughs> I'm always hawking the podcast. Uh, but so I asked her. And then she, of course, agreed to do it, which is fantastic. Uh, but I was just sharing because I love the newsletter. So I hope you guys check that out. It's What I like about it is it's like really little bits of news, all the important news you need for the day. Um, and I contributed to it last Friday. I wrote an essay and I... Uh, Oh, I gave my picks for what to read and watch and, and do during quarantine. So uh, I hope you check that out. Also, she has a wonderful podcast. She's been doing so much fantastic work on the podcast. I encourage you to subscribe to that. What else? I want to play my interview with her. I had such a fun time talking to her. We got into all sorts of stuff, ageism, misogyny uh, in media. We talked about Morning Show on Apple TV with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. That was juicy. So I'm going to play that interview for you guys in just a second. Before I do, I want to say please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook, it's facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want some of the Everything Iconic t-shirts, we have wine glasses, we have pop sockets, we have uh, all sorts of stuff. You can also get my book, Fancy AF Cocktails, which I co-wrote with Ariana and Tom from Vanderpump Rules. You can get all that stuff at everythingiconic.store. You can also get that book on Amazon, Fancy AF Cocktails. Uh, What else? I want to leave you with this interview with uh, the wonderful, the only... Katie Couric. I hope you guys enjoy. Follow Katie on social media at Katie Couric. Follow the podcast, listen to it, subscribe. Uh, We'll be back later this week with some Bravo recaps. And without further ado, I also want to say hi to my mom and dad. I think they're listening to this episode. They don't always listen, but hi, mom and dad. I love you. Uh, And I hope you enjoy this chat with the legendary Katie Couric. And happy 250. By the way, I said I was just going to play the interview, but I have to say one more thing. 
The reason that Katie Kirk Media's people reached out to me is because we signed up the most people to that email newsletter that they've ever had. And you'll hear Katie talk about it in a minute, but I have to say thank you to all the listeners and all the followers on social media. I mean, you guys are truly the best. I love you. Without you, I wouldn't be able to do this podcast for so long. So thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing and for following me on social media. And you guys are the best. The fact that so many of you signed up for that newsletter when I just posted on my stories, you guys are just simply the best, in the words of Tina Turner. And I thank you. I love you so, so much. I hope you're all staying safe, healthy, and as sane as possible throughout this crazy time. To all of those who are working on the front lines, the grocery store employees, the EMTs, the nurses, the healthcare workers, all of you who are working right now, I worship you. I saw uh, the buses are still running, the bus drivers, I just, everyone who's working during this crazy time, thank you. I, I worship you, and we're so grateful. Uh, I love you. Stay safe. And here's my chat with the one and only Katie Kirk. Hi. Hi, Katie Couric. How are you? I'm good, Danny. Uh, it's, first of all, such an honor to talk to you. I'm such a huge fan of yours, and, and this has been so exciting to me that I even get a chance to speak with you. So thank you. Oh, are you kidding? You've been, you've been such a supporter. Uh, you know, you're, you're the favorite of everybody works at, at KCM or whatever we call it, Katie Couric Media, because you've been, such a proponent of our newsletter, and you've signed up more people, Danny, than anyone else. Oh my God, that's so exciting! Well, and it's it's interesting because I just truly love it. Like I just I subscribed because I saw your interview with, of course, Nancy Myers, who I worship as well, and uh, she had mentioned in your interview the newsletter, and then I signed up, and I was like, this is the greatest thing because it's the news in ways that it's digestible. It's like bite sized right. pieces, and it's the only way I can take in the news right now. Yeah. And also, I think, you know, we do a lot of original content that you won't find anywhere else. Some of the interviews I've been doing with frontline workers, some of the stories about people. I think I I feel like it gives a very 360 look at what's going on on any given day and kind of approaches it from different angles. So I'm so glad you like it. We have a great team that's been working really hard to keep it going. And I've been creating so much content, Danny, uh, from home. It's, it's fascinating. It's this whole new world of homegrown, literally homegrown content. Um, but it just shows how technology can be so enabling and such a positive force when it's used properly, right? Right. And you've always been at the forefront of that. I mean, I love you also have the podcast and the email newsletter. I feel like you were doing it in my research. You've been doing it much sooner than a lot of people kind of hopped on the email newsletter bandwagon. You've always just been ahead. Yeah, I did it when I was at Yahoo because I was so frustrated. They just had a hard time actually making the the stories that we were creating discoverable and easy to access. Um, it was just this very bureaucratic company that was, I think, much better at technology than it was at media mm-hmm. in general. So I started doing, uh, you know, a synopsis of all the great stories that not only I had done, but Matt Bai had written and other Yahoo employees several years ago and I, I tried to do a more a more sort of um, codified newsletter for them but they had a hard time making that happen even so now that I have my own company and it's we we've, we've been really we created it two years ago 
I am trying to have a diversified media portfolio. So that's why I'm doing podcasts. That's what I'm doing newsletter. That's why I'm doing video series. I'm working on a couple of documentaries too, because I think people are consuming, as you mentioned Mm -hmm. at, at the beginning of this conversation, news and information in all kinds of different ways. My daughters are big podcast listeners. They're in right. their 20s. So um, it's been really fun and exciting. And and I love I love creating things. So it's been actually a really interesting experience for me to start my own business. Uh, you know, my boyfriend and I were listening to your podcast episode the other night with uh, pregnant women, uh, pregnancies in the time of COVID-19. And it was so fascinating because that's something that traditional news outlets aren't covering. But I think it's a thought that we all had of like, what's it like to be pregnant right now? Right, right. And so much fear. I mean, if mm-hmm. I were expecting a baby, I think I would be really concerned and can I get it and what's going to happen? And then, of course, for that that uh, finite period of time in New York, as you know, from listening to the podcast over, you know, that six day period, people could not, mothers could not have their partners or their husbands or, you know, doulas or anybody in the hospital with them. And especially for first time mothers, that's a very scary experience. And this week we're actually, Danny, doing a two part episode that was, that we recorded prior to the whole pandemic situation on maternal mortality in general, because mm. the U.S. has one of the highest maternal mortality rates in the developed world, which seems so insane. Here we're the richest country right. in the world, and yet women are dying on a regular basis because either access to care or, you know, weirdly, uh, more deep-seated sexism. So they're not really heard, and there's so much emphasis placed on the health of the baby that sometimes the mother's help is 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 ignored. So anyway, it's, it's I can't really wait to listen. So I hope you guys listen to it because it's so important. You know, you've always done so much wonderful work for women. There's a quote I found actually that you said only 15% of media images feature people over the age of 50. And when I know, they, isn't that crazy? It's crazy. And you said when they do, the vast majority of those are stereotypes of older people. And I've always featured sitting uh, around, as, like sitting around and not being active. Right. I mean, it's t- it's awful. And I've always tried to feature as many uh, older women specifically on the show. And I find that they have the most interesting stories and the most interesting tales. And also people aren't asking them to share those stories uh, in any form, whether it be on television, movies, or wherever. And I just find that so upsetting to me because women have these stories that are so untapped. Uh, oh, it's I, so true. And they have so much to offer, Danny. You know, I did a podcast actually on ageism as it's sort of the last acceptable ism, you know, mm-hmm. it's, um, it, that's actually worth listening to, uh, as well, but I couldn't agree with you more, you know, uh, but I, I feel like it's changing a little bit. I don't know if you follow the accidental icon on Instagram. I do. Yeah. Um, I, I interviewed her for my podcast. You see people like May Musk. I mean, May Musk is, a fabulous looking woman, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like that model Carmen, who was an older model who was, you know, Mm -hmm. stunning. So, you know, you don't want to have to have, you don't want to have the bar set so high that you're only going to be seen or heard or have a voice if you're this drop dead, gorgeous, uh, more mature looking woman. So, but um, I, I, I do think that, that it's a natural evolution of the women's movement to make sure that, women of all ages are 
are being represented. And, you know, when you think about it, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to change that quickly, but I was thinking about how a lot of beauty companies are, are not retouching photos Mm -hmm. like they did where you had, you know, particular, I think people want to want to see flaws, but until they become part of our, you know, part of, of the environment or part of the stuff that we're looking at, it, it, it'll still be jarring, right? Right. You don't ever see, you know, men can look like Sharpays on, uh, on TV, Mm -hmm. you know, and they can be newscasters and look like Sharpays. But once a woman starts to look older or have wrinkles, you know, they're all getting plastic surgery or they have to be led a certain way. And I just feel like we need to have more women who look like Wolf Blitzer, right? Right. We totally do. I can't agree more. I can't, can't yeah. agree more. <laughs> yeah. Katie, we've, uh, so many of us have grown up with you watching you on the Today Show, the Macy's Day Parade. I think you're a comfort for a lot of us. And a lot of people are feeling uncomforted right now. What would you say to people who are listening that might be uh, comforting to them right now? Is there anything you can oh, gosh. give? I mean, listen, uh, that's a tall order for anyone right now. I do think that, that right now, even though we're, it's, it's this, there are a lot of ironies going on right now, Danny, I think at a time when we're socially distant and we can't be together, we can't be in close proximity. We can't touch, we can't hug. There is this longing and yearning for connection. And I feel weirdly close, for example, to people who follow me on social media. I Mm -hmm. built this wonderful, actually lovely, caring community. Of course, there's some assholes every, you know, you can't get away from that. But for the most part, um, it's, it's these people and, and, and we, I think you can create a community. So I think it's to lean on the people you love to find kind of the, the, the common good that we all have in us and, do something for, for somebody who needs it. I just, I'm doing this really fun series with Ally called The Bright Side. Mm-hmm. I just, um, I, it, it hasn't come out yet. I think it, it starts, uh, tomorrow. So I don't want to date your podcast, but it starts, uh, it'll start soon. I'm doing a cool series with Ally that'll start soon. And, um, you're I such a professional you. that you re- read that. <laughs> oh my God. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I interviewed um, this the nicest man in Atlanta who was homeless when he was 16. And now he's made it his life, his life's work to help homeless people. And they have been particularly hard hit, as you can only mm-hmm. imagine, Danny, in this pandemic with homeless shelters, not having places open where they can even wash their hands. Not, you know, we're so lucky. I, every day I wake up, if I'm if I'm feeling like frustrated, I think, God, you're so lucky if you have a a roof over your head and water, food on your right. table, water, you know, people who love you, even friends, you know, who love you. So anyway, long story short, he is putting out sinks all over Atlanta. And now he's doing it for a lot of different cities where homeless people can have access to a place to wash their hands and and get clean. So Ally gave him five thousand dollars for more to put more sinks into the community, and I got to match it. So now that's enough money for fifty more sinks 
in Atlanta, which will serve countless countless people in the homeless population, the homeless community there. And so I'm trying to tell these stories. They're extraordinary acts of generosity and humanity and compassion that are going on every day. So I think if you tap into those and you kind of stay away from the nastiness and the vitriol, I happen to think the the uh, you know divisions in this country sadly are only being exacerbated right, right now by the crisis, which breaks my heart because Me normally uh, a national crisis or a global crisis like this would bring people together even for a short period of time. Don't you feel like it? I, I don't know if you feel this way. I feel like it shifted somewhere along the way very quickly. Like I, I thought maybe we were on a path of like everyone coming together against this COVID-19 situation and really uh, coming together. And then all of a sudden, maybe like a week ago, I felt like there was a shift and maybe it was just me. But now it feels again, like you said, more divided than ever. Well, I think you have the protesters, right? Who, you know, what, what I was saying to, to my husband, John, is that, you know, you can, you can criticize the behavior. Of course, I find it really irresponsible, but you have to kind of understand the sentiment that a lot of people are really suffering economically and financially as a result of this. And you need a very intelligent framework to get the economy going to get uh, going again. That's really led by smart, smart people. And you can't do it. I don't think willy nilly. You can't, you know, we just, I think it's, it's all about leadership now. And, um, so I can see why people are getting frustrated, but I think that when you see these, these two forces at work, right, protecting public health and restarting the economy, that it feels like they're at odds and that, the president is trying to, um, you know, just get get his base riled up, mm-hmm. and, and and these political these these political differences come come out in sharp relief. I'm not really making myself. Uh, I'm not making sense. I don't think right no, now, I, but I, I think you it. know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, you, you've, not to change the subject a little bit, but speaking of politicians, you've interviewed so many and celebrities. And I feel like both celebrities and politicians, they can often be so calculated in their answers. And I just wondered, like, as an interviewer, have you left an interview, whether it be with the president or, or an actor or something where you felt like, oh, they bamboozled you a little bit? Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm trying to think of... Uh of somebody who I feel wasn't forthcoming. Uh, oh gosh, I'd have to think of that, um, or think, think about that for a while. I know that I've had, I've had uncomfortable, uh, I had a very uncomfortable interview once with Denzel Washington about the man, the remake of the Manchurian candidate. And I think he totally misconstrued a question I asked and kind of jumped all over me. And it was so uncomfortable because he was doing it with Meryl Streep, who mm-hmm. played the Angela Lansbury character, you know, the politician's mom or right. whatever. And uh, I just remember leaving it and thinking, God, you know, I must have I, I, I don't think I said anything wrong. I think he. I don't know what happened. Anyway, I think he must have been having a really bad day because he later wrote a big check to my colon cancer uh, mm. 
organization, which I thought was super sweet. And I, I love him. I admire him so much. He's one of my favorite actors. But I remember walking out and feeling really kind of shaken that he yeah. had kind of gone after me in a way that was completely weirdly uncalled for. But um, of course, politicians all the time yeah. are they're they're they have to be so careful because anything they say, you know, do and say will be held against them. Mm-hmm. And with with videotape, you know, people running for office, they have to be so, so careful. So I feel like a lot of politicians, especially when they're they're trying to they have to have they have to process what they're saying so quickly and make sure that something isn't going to be misinterpreted and and won't be used as a soundbite in in a commercial that's put out by their opponent. So right. that happens all the time. Well, I know like when I interview someone, of course, I've done it so much less than you. But when I do it, I overthink the interview afterwards, uh, of course, a lot. Oh, me too. It's like it just you think, oh, I didn't connect with that person or I connect really well with that person or whatever it was. Oh, um, I'm always like, why didn't I answer? Why didn't I ask this? Oh, I right. should have asked this. Why didn't I do that follow up? I mean, I still do that. Um, That's when so I'm nice inter- to well, hear. Not- That's so good to yeah. know. Yeah. So I'm always second guessing myself, especially I think in live interviews are really, really tough. You have to be, I mean, you have to be operating on all cylinders. You have to be so quick on your feet. You have to be listening. You have to, you know, kind of conjure up all the facts that you've memorized or researched. And, you know, with live interviews is very awkward if you have any dead air. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, it, it's a lot of pressure. And so afterwards, you, I think everybody always feels they could have done better. Like, shit, I should have, you know, Why didn't brought I up that? this fact. Yeah, yeah. So it's normal. And I love watching you on the Macy's Day Parade back in the day. And I We're would imagine so funny. it's the best. And I also love when I you did the Billy Eichner. I had to do 12 Eichner. of those, Danny. Dan, oh, Billy Eichner's it was, was so my funny. favorite. Yeah. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, you know, 12 12 years of it, Danny. That's a lot of, that's a lot. <laughs> and it's of always the most batshit pairings. Like, that's why I love the Billy Eichner thing, because it's truly like so bizarre. And I just love, I could watch hours of you guys just having to like improvise conversations about like Santa Claus with, you know, there's, a cast member from the real world. <laughs> like, there's the Barney balloon. He's super <laughs> de duper. And I used to have to hit Willard Scott because I love Willard, <laughs> but I'd have to hit him on the stomach because he would, lose his place or he wouldn't talk when he was supposed to talk. So half the time I'd have to like slug him to get to talk. And uh, it w- it was so funny. And my daughters were in the floats a couple years, which was fun. And yeah, those were the days, Danny. That's my dream job. And I know it's like an insane really? job. Yeah, it's like insane. But I don't know. I find it. I, I find that like forced happiness to be very comforting and also <laughs> just totally insane. And like, I like the chaos of it. I don't know. I just find yeah. it so, so wonderful. Um, I'm I gotta, so glad you're a fan of the Macy's uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. I've never once I'll woken up and not broker. put it on. <laughs> never yeah. would not put it on. Um, and now I asked you about interviewing other people. You've done a lot of interviews and a lot of times you end up as part of the story. You know, I'm thinking of, uh, Sarah Palin, of course, oh, yeah. uh, your interview with Ann Coulter. There's things. Is there times oh, where you, she oh, she's the worst, isn't she? <laughs> she's the worst. <laughs> I um, don't know. I, I feel like she's, I don't know. Do you think I, it's real? Very, I don't know. I was just going to say, I mean, 
I find her to be a fascinating character. I think a lot of it is kind of bravado and theater. Right. I mean, I, I think she's probably extremely conservative, but I also feel like her whole shtick is, I don't know, is to be, she's a provocateur, you know? Right. Right. Well, I, but, yeah, I was, but I'm writing, I'm writing my memoir and that reminds me, I definitely have to write about that interview, which was just so intense. And, you know, it's funny. Sometimes I watch it on YouTube when I was doing research for this book and, and some people think, uh, she ate me alive and other people think I ate her alive. But Ann Curry was scheduled to do that interview. And I told the woman who, who uh, books authors because Aunt Coulter had a book coming out. I said, no, 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 no. I, I need to do that interview. <laughs> oh, my God. How is Anne doing? I miss Anne on TV. Have you, do you keep in touch with Anne at all? I haven't seen her. You know, I haven't. I mean, once in a while, I run into her at things. But I think she's working on a, on a TBS show or something. And, you know, I always liked Anne, but we weren't, we weren't really very close friends. And, uh, so I haven't kept up with her, but I hope she's doing well too. Um, you know, I, I really do. Do you ever pop on the Today Show? Do you ever put it on? Oh, not, I don't, not really. That's okay. (laughs) Not too much because, um, you know, I think that I look at newsletters. I really get most of my news on my telephone. Right. Um, I think I just changed the way I consume news and information. And uh, well, I'll so- tell you what, Katie. I've also changed because my favorite was the Kathy Lee Hour, and they got rid of Kathy Lee, and that was devastating to me. And I love Hoda. But that was devastating. I don't think, but I think it was Kathy Lee's choice. So don't hold yeah, it against. I know, them. I know, but I miss her so much. She was so fun and ridiculous, and I miss her. On, I miss her on that um, hour. Yeah, but do you like Jenna? Jenna Bush. Yeah, they're fine. I mean, they're great. I just, I just have a soft spot for KLG. I just, you know, everyone has a story. That's my story, and I miss her. <laughs> hey, that's okay. Good for you. I'm glad you're a loyal fan. But right. um, you know, I, I just. I have. I just don't watch that much television in general anymore. I was going to ask do, if you I ever. Watch, if you, I was going to ask if you watched the morning show at all. You haven't seen that, have you? I have. Oh yes, of course. Oh my god, I what do you think? That. What do you think? Oh, I have so many thoughts, Danny. Um, I thought. I thought some of it was um, really interesting, and and I think. I think the long term impact and the the serious devastation that results from certain behaviors was quite well represented or quite well conveyed mm-hmm. in that. And um but I also thought and I think Jennifer Aniston is is great. She sort of I, I thought she was I think the character, the role, I wish they had made her more charismatic. Cause mm-hmm. I think you need a certain ebullience to pull off a show like that. Right. And, uh, you know, I thought it was really interesting to watch. I mean, I'm writing all about all this stuff in my book, so I'm not going to say too much. But it was very interesting for me to watch. I'll just leave it at that. We got to take a quick break here. And I know Katie only has a few more minutes left to give us, but I want to ask her about misogyny in the industry. I think it's a important conversation for us to have. Before we go to break, I want to say if you want to sign up for the Everything Iconic newsletter that will be coming very soon, go to everythingiconic.com 
underneath the big ass picture of me, you could see a little box where it says uh, subscribe to the newsletter and there's a, a little box to put your email address in. We're going to be getting that up and running very soon. So you can sign up there, everythingiconic.com, right under my picture, subscribe to newsletter, enter your email address, and I'll let you guys know when that's going to be coming out, but it'll hopefully be very soon. So let's take a quick break here and we'll come back with some uh, more stuff with Katie Kirk, a little bit more. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. You know, I think women, particularly on news and in that type of atmosphere, it must be very difficult because you're you're you're, act, you're supposed to act like the girl next door, like I forget if this was a line in the show or just somewhere else I read, but it's like you, uh, they want you to be someone that every, all the guys want to sleep with and also someone's mother. And it's like the women on these shows have to fill every single role and that must be just so much pressure. And yeah, the men I mean, can just kind of like be whatever. Yeah. I mean, I do think people look that, yes, it, 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 it's, it is kind of a hard thing to navigate because, you know, I'm first and foremost a journalist, <clears throat> and I think one of the reasons I left the Today Show is it started, I felt like it was getting so soft, and I felt like I didn't want to be a TV personality. I wanted to be a journalist. Right. And so 
that's why I went to CBS, I think, was one of one of the main reasons. I just, I miss doing real reporting. And I think that you have to, you have to have both. You have to be, you know, somebody that people want to wake up to. You have to look good, but you can't look too good. Then you're threatening. You can't be too much of a hard ass during interviews because then people don't want to see that first thing in the morning. So, I mean, I just sort of acted like myself. I did a lot of, you know, it's interesting when I went to CBS and they were like, she doesn't have the gravitas, which I say is Latin for testicles. Mm, I'm like, you know what? I've probably done more hard hitting interviews on the Today Show during my years there than most of the guys who are doing the evening news, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it is, it is, it is, a li- I think it's tough. It's tough, still tough to be a woman in a lot of different businesses, Danny. I but, think it's changed some, but I, I, I think a lot of implicit bias and sexism and misogyny is still very much alive and well. Is there something we can do as viewers or something like, you know, I'm, I wish these things would change too. Like, what can we do? Is there something you've I think seen you from can the recognize, inside? I think you can recognize your own implicit bias when you're judging people and you're thinking something. You're like, mm, why, why, why am I thinking that way? Why am I being influenced? Or I want to support that person. What is it that they're doing that I don't like? And maybe it's my problem and not theirs. Mm-hmm. I think recognizing the way you're culturally conditioned and the biases that you have um, is really valuable. I know that as I've learned about this, if I see something, I'll question my own perception of events. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that that is really helpful to do. And this has been so exciting to me that I even get a chance to speak with you. I love you so much. And I, I you're the best and you've broken glass ceilings and I worship you. Thank you. Well, listen, I, we should get, let's, let's continue the friendship. I'm super excited to meet you. I know you're friends with Kathy Najemi. Yeah, she was just on my show and we actually I talked a little Kathy. bit about you and we talked I about absolutely. an in- interview you guys did years ago. Oh, I love Kathy. And, uh, and as you as, as I said earlier, you know, you've always got a home with all the wake up callers. Thanks, Thank you Danny. so much, Katie. Take care. Bye bye. Okay. Bye. I want to thank you all so much for listening to my chat with Katie Couric and our 250th episode of Everything Iconic. I thank you all so much. If you're new to this podcast, I want to encourage you all to go back and listen to some of the interviews I've done recently. I have wonderful chats with people like Fran Drescher from The Nanny, Kathy Najimy, who I mentioned from Hocus Pocus, Kimberly Williams-Paisley, who played Annie Banks in the Father of the Bride movies. I interviewed Academy Award winner Marsha Gay Harden the women of bitch sesh. And this is all just within the past couple weeks. It's been such a a fun ride for me to talk to a lot of these people. So I want you all to listen. And if you're into reality TV and Bravo, I also do recaps of some of your favorite Bravo shows, things like The Real Houses of New York, Beverly Hills, Vanderpump Rules, which that will be episodes that you'll get to hear later on in the week. They air after those episodes air. So uh, with that said, I want to also tell you that Katie Couric's podcast is called Next Question with Katie Couric, which you can subscribe to on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. I listen to mine on a website called Acast, which I definitely recommend. It's A-C-A-S-T dot com. That's where you can listen to Everything Iconic or whatever you want to listen to. Check that out there. Uh, also, her wake-up call newsletter, you can find it at katiekirk.com. I want to thank all the people at Katie Kirk Media who have been so kind to me and let me write that essay. 
and uh, contribute to the newsletter. It was such a delight for me, and everyone there has just been the best. I love them all. And by the way, I got to say, Katie was only supposed to talk to me for, I think, like 15 or 20 minutes, and she was kind to stay on the line and just give me more of her time. So I am forever grateful uh, that she did. Uh, what else? I want to thank you guys so much for listening. I can't believe it's been 250 episodes. That's so wild for me. I started this podcast back at the end of 2017, and it's completely independently run. I'm a one-man band over here, so I'm doing this all on my own, and I, I couldn't do it without all of the listeners. So I just thank you all for listening, for subscribing, for sharing with friends, because every time you guys share on social media, it really means the world to me. And I don't always get to answer every DM, but I thank you for sharing because that's how this thing has been able to grow so much. So I just am incredibly grateful to all of you who listen. Uh, so many of you have listened from the beginning, and then there's a lot of new listeners too. So just, I love you. I love you. I, this is a love fest. I feel like so, I feel so happy and loved. And so I thank you. What else? I want to let you all go. And uh, hi, mom and dad. Bye, mom and dad. I hope you enjoyed this chat. Uh, I will talk to you guys later this week. Subscribe, uh, tell your friends, find me on social media. Uh, everythingiconic.store for all that other stuff and order fancy AF cocktails. If you want to make a quarantine cocktail, <laughs> one last plug, I'll just tell you uh, that you can go to Amazon and get fancy AF cocktails. There's over 80 recipes. Some of them are easy. Some of them are hard. Whatever kind of drink recipe you're looking for, you could find in fancy AF cocktails, which is available now on Amazon. Um, there is one thing, if you're new to the podcast, I want to tell you that I do these things called cool downs at the end of the show. And that's just for all of us to get our minds right, relax a little bit. I know we're all dealing with a lot of stress, particularly now with COVID-19. I mean, so many of you mothers out there are at home having to be teachers to your kids now too, and I know we're all a little bit stressed. So I want to take a moment to take some deep breaths. Let's all just take a deep breath in and hold it and breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. And let's take one more deep breath in. Hold it. Think about something you're grateful for or someone you're grateful for. Breathe out. Now today, I want to say I'm grateful to all of you guys for spreading the word about everything iconic and listening all the time. And and thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I hope you guys can find something that you're grateful for today, whether it be a loved one or something even as small as like a silly show you watch on TV that's still airing while you're stuck at home or or a good meal that you had. Uh, just find something. Hopefully you can. And I love you all for listening. Bye-bye. Stay safe. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made 
for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. There's no turning back. 